0: Republican or a Democrat. I'm a again. And the truth as I see it is that we've been divided in this country by design by people who benefit from that division and it's not gonna turn out well for 99% of us unless we all come together as one human race, realize we have all the power and tell the establishment to go fuck themselves.
1: <laughs> Before Trump won, then everybody was like, these election machines are all fucked up. They shouldn't be connected to the internet and why are there computers inside them when they just gotta count shit? But then biting one, and they were like, no, they're fine. now."
2: <laughs> if you're not smart enough to be my friend,
0: fuck you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Truth Truthican Podcast, episode 59. I just wanted to tell you guys real quick that the first 20 minutes of this podcast is a little screwed up as far as it looks like a bad kung fu movie or something. So you might want to do yourself a favor and just listen to the audio for like the first 20 minutes. I mean, you can certainly want it, watch it if you want to, but it just looks like shit. I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> um, this isn't a perfect science and sometimes things happen. And uh, rather than lop off the first 20 minutes of it, I just decided to leave it in there. So uh, just bear with it and get through it and just listen to the audio as best you can. And, uh, you know, if you want to look at us, it'll, you'll you'll get through it. But otherwise, I uh, just wanted to warn you beforehand that it doesn't look great. Um, but after the first 20 minutes, we get it figured out and we switch some things around. And uh, But I, again, I didn't want to just delete it. So I hope you guys are enjoying these podcasts other than crap like this happening. I <laughs> um, hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. Make sure you share them with your friends and uh, tell people about us. And, uh, you know, just keep searching for the truth because it's out there. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode and uh, have a great day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Truthicans podcast. I am Mike Baldwin, or I am Mike Paulson.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am Tim Gaither. That is Mike Baldwin, uh, my podcast partner. Uh, we are your hosts, and uh, we think that the deep state is real. We believe that Donald Trump, as many uh, personality flaws as you might think he has, is the best chance we have to get America back to being America. We think that the reason they're going after him so hard is because they know that if there's any legitimacy to the election, that he's going to win and they cannot have that. Um, you know, the guy could be on a the most tropical island on the planet right now humping his supermodel wife and spending his billions of dollars and playing golf every day, but he loves America, and that's why he's going through all this crap. And if you don't believe that, we believe you have not been paying attention.
1: Yeah, no, he's just doing it for the money. <laughs> yeah, and to make his friends rich. He just wants to to you know he was making a billion dollars a year he just wants that extra 250 thou that he's stealing from his president check
0: yeah he just claims he's not getting it and then he's funneling it somehow to make an extra it's also stupid
1: (laughs) yeah it, it pretty much is i hope that you can see and hear both of us okay things are shoddy over here at the baldwin computer
0: Yeah. Also, this week, uh, we are bringing back uh, Screaming Goat.
1: (laughs) I forgot it even existed. What happened to it, and why is it back now?
0: Um, My office was kind of a mess for a little while, and I think I just kind of forgot about him. He gets lost in the shuffle. He gets pushed behind my computer, and I forget he's back there. And somebody who listens to the podcast actually was like, Dude, bring back the Screaming Monkey. That's hilarious. And I'm like, it's actually a goat, but... (laughs) We'll bring him back. A screaming monkey, I think, would be even better. But um,
1: it could yeah. be, or it could be super annoying. One or the other.
0: <laughs> whenever I find myself at a loss for words, though, this guy is going to scream. Yeah. Uh, whenever you're irritated, but can't find the words. Yeah. His, his ear got broken off. I think my little boy might have done that. but um speaking of my little boy, we've been taken to this, this, uh, school twice a week and we're homeschooling him the rest of the week, which is pretty easy at this point because he's just in junior kindergarten. So it's like super easy stuff when he gets into like first grade, I'm probably going to be like, what the hell is this? I can't even, you know, cause school work was never my thing, but, um, it's cool, man. They're teaching him like uh, classic, classical literature and already at, at a young age. And, uh, and he's learning how to like write and write in cursive. And it's crazy, man. I didn't know this, but a lot of kids these days flat out do not know how to write, especially in cursive. I mean, I have you ever tried to write in cursive
1: recently? Sure. I still know what I'm doing.
0: Um, I haven't written in cursive in forever. Even in like high school, I abandoned it. And I remember in college, they made us, we had this orientation thing and they, They told us we had to write a paragraph in cursive for some reason, like our own handwriting. And it was probably the hardest thing I did in four years of college. I was just like, "Eh." (laughs) I could barely do it. Um, But anyway, I say all that to say that kids nowadays basically don't know how to write because everything's computerized. And my friend Kurt was just here for the weekend last week. And he was telling me that his nephew literally does not know how to write. He's a smart kid and everything, but they type everything. So I say all that to say that if that ever goes away, like if there's ever like a power grid shutdown or whatever, however that works um, and people have to write, we're going to be in like a nation of illiterates. It's going to be like it's going to be like one of those Walking Dead episodes where it's rare when you find someone who who can actually write something out like, ah, we found one we can crack this code now because everyone can, else is like i don't know how
1: to. we can crack this code they're like it's hatchet by gary paulson it's nothing <laughs> you guys trust me <laughs> um so anyway what do we want to talk about today there's a lot going on um, uh we can start with something funny if you want to do that somebody sent me this the other day it's ronald reagan telling a joke and uh and it made me chuckle enough that i was like By God, I'm sharing that.
0: All right. Yeah, I would love to see that. And then we will uh, talk about the dream I had about us doing comedy together. I think that was pretty funny, too.
1: Okay, Hear the
2: story. About the kid who was outside the Democratic fundraiser selling kittens. When the people came out from the fundraiser, he was holding up the kittens and he was saying, buy a Democrat kitten. Well, a couple of weeks later, the Republicans held a fundraiser in the same place. And when they came out, there was the same kid with the kittens. And he said, buy a Republican kitten. And one of the members of the press who'd seen him there two weeks before said, wait a minute kid, you were selling these kittens the last time as Democrat kittens. How come the Republican kittens now? Kid says, because now they got their eyes open.
1: Right? That was good, wasn't it? Funny
0: and true. Um, yeah. It made to... me
1: it made me chuckle.
0: Yeah, I used to be one of those Democrat kittens.
1: So did I. I remember man, I remember pushing for Gore and arguing with a friend of mine that was pushing for Bush and he was like, "Wait, you're you're a Democrat?" And I like didn't I'd never even thought about it before, you know? And I was just like, "Yeah, of course." Like, "What are you, a Republican?" And he was like, "Yeah." Like, cause I'm not a fucking idiot. And I was just like, I don't know any of it, but I know you're wrong. Yeah. And Jason Dixon and I were, I remember that
0: particular election, Jason Dixon and I were, you know, I just wanted to be smart like Jason Dixon. So I was like, just agreeing with whatever he said, as far as like Republicans being all idiots and all that shit. And I didn't know any better. And, uh, that was when, when, you know, Al Gore was the originator of the climate change agenda, um, which, would not I do with that damn article? I don't know. There's this giant article in the Epic Times. Meteorologists, scientists say there is no climate emergency. And it's a ginormous article, but the gist of it is that it's all bullshit. And since like 19 or 1850 or something, the, the uh, Earth's core has gone up like two degrees in, a, you know, little and whatever that is, 75 years. Um, which I'm not a scientist, but that's not that big it a deal. It doesn't <laughs> seem like enough. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's it's what's not a- funny to me. And it's like, I've tried joking about this on stage, but it's true too. Like people don't take into account all of the, all of the land that will, that's not accessible now that would become accessible if all the ice melted. Like sure. You know, New York and, Parts of Florida and that kind of stuff would be underwater, but there would be parts of Alaska and Canada and Greenland and all that shit, Antarctica, even, where it would be like green and nice, you know? Yeah. I remember a
0: comedian, his name's Ron Morey, he's hilarious, but he he uh I don't know if he does comedy anymore, but he was really funny. He had this Al Gore impersonation, and he was like, if the polar caps melt, the i the po the polar bears will have no place to live. And he did the impression much better, so it was a lot funnier. But um, Oh, I thought,
1: is, that was, I thought that was just the setup. I was waiting no, for... Uh,
0: no, that was it. I just remember that line. If the ice caps melt, the polar bears will have no place to live. Um, the belief that human CO2 drives the CO2 increase may be the biggest public delusion and most costly fraud in history. That's according to Edwin Barry, theoretical physicist and consulting meteorologist. I don't know what most of those words mean, but he sounds like he's pretty smart about the weather.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, most of these guys, like even the, the big, like popular climate studies and stuff, they say in the study, like this is uh, like, here's what we probably think is going to happen, but here's the worst case scenario of what the worst possible thing that could happen could happen. And that's the one that everybody writes about, you know, and they're like the oceans b- boil and ev- and evaporate. So now we have no more water. And people are like, D- do you want to have no more water? And it's like, I don't think that's going to happen, dude. Somebody yeah. posted a picture the other day of uh, Plymouth Rock, which had like somebody carved the date like 1620 into it or something. And they were just like. So they carved it in this rock because it was like barely above the water, and look at it now—it's barely above the water.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's all bullshit. It's a money grab. It's uh its its to launder money, and uh, that's why we're thirty-three trillion dollars in debt is because they sneak past all this—all pa- this shit passes. I mean, I, it's hard to wrap your brain around a figure like thirty-three trillion dollars, like. Yeah, that's a lot of taxpayer money, and most of it, people are like, "What's that for?" I don't know.
1: (laughs) Just yeah, I I forget the exact numbers, but I know like uh, like a million seconds or something is is a certain amount of time, and then a billion seconds is like years beyond that, and then a trillion seconds is like tens of thousands of years or something ridiculous i wish i knew i could probably look it up i don't think it matters i'm just concerned at my internet i'm because you seem i can hear everything you're saying perfectly but visual wise you look a little choppy and i just hope that it all comes out okay
0: really i don't see anything chopping on my end so then it must be perfect should be fine yeah um and real quick before we really get into this, um I did have a crazy dream uh, last night that you and I were doing stand up together and you were going before me and I realized like oh shit, he's almost done and I don't have my shoes on and <laughs> I'm not ready for this show at all and and uh then you're like you like close up and I'm like Baldwin, do another minute. I got to get my shoes on. And you're like, "All right." And then you do this like minute, which I thought was going to be like this filler minute and you're getting and whatever bit you did, like just brought the house down. And uh, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, well, shit, why did he do that during his act? Why did he save that for this, this filler minute? I mean, it's like getting a standing ovation. And then I get up there after I get my shoes on and uh, all of a sudden the crowd like sucks. And and there's like, I was like, I need a stool and some, And you're like, you need a stool. And I'm like, yeah, I like, I like having a stool and I'm just totally not prepared. And then there's some lady in the audience making all this noise. Like some, it looked like a skateboard and she's like moving her feet across. It is making this awful noise. And I like went out in the audience and I'm like, Hey lady, can you stop? That's fucking annoying. You know? And I thought the crowd was going to get behind me, but instead they kind of turned on me before I know it. There's like six people in the audience. And it went from like this theater to being like a shitty bar <laughs> I don't know maybe it was like maybe it was like some kind of subconscious thing like you guys better stop doing this podcast or this is how your career is going to go from <laughs> being my, all right to shit.
1: That's kind of how my career is already is six people at bars so
0: yeah yeah well I just now thought of that so
1: um I don't yeah, know dreams are weird man like the most you know, I oh, I didn't have my shoes on, but in your dream, you're just so filled with panic. And like, I remember I, I had a dream. I saw a flying squirrel and uh, it was flying around the sky and it had smoke coming out of the back of it. It was doing like a, a Wicked Witch of the West, Surrender Dorothy sort of thing. And I just remember like I can still remember just the immense feeling of fear that I had in my dream of like, that shouldn't exist like how is this small animal doing this and yeah it was just pointless and stupid but i remember waking up being like god that was stressful
0: yeah and most of my stand up dreams it's 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 never going well it's never like i'm killing and i'm um, i'm up there and like the crowd just starts talking and there it goes from like this little l- low murmur to all of a sudden i can't even hear myself talking it's like being in a cafeteria and I just back up until the till the curtain envelops me, and then I'm not there anymore. And I'm like,
1: whew. like like Homer Simpson into the bushes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's my that's my crazy dream. And I did enjoy that Ronald Reagan clip, and he was funny, dude. I remember when, uh, like when he his first speech back after getting shot like a balloon popped in the background and he didn't even he barely without missing a beat. He goes, you missed me. And he just kept going with his Uh speech.
1: I remember that. That was funny.
0: Yeah. It was hilarious. Uh, so what should we talk about, dude? Um, there's a lot going on the, uh, I guess one of the biggest things is McCarthy getting them, getting rid of McCarthy, which,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, I, I don't understand everything about politics. I'm still fairly new to politics in a lot of regards. Like, Um, but I remember thinking that when, when they were having such a hard time deciding if they were going to have him be the speaker, um, I remember being very curious about certain things like why Trump even wanted him. And now it's starting to look like he wanted him in there for a specific reason, like to prove him as a, a, a rhino kind of thing. Um, and I don't know if that's true or not, but I, I, I never understood why he was backed by Trump and supporting Ukraine and all that nonsense.
1: Yeah, I don't really know either. Um, but I know, like, the things that I do know are that in order for him to become speaker, he had to agree to several rules that Matt Gates and the other, uh, you know, whatever their group is called, I, I can't even think of what they're called right now. <clears throat> yeah. I want to say the Freedom Caucus, but I don't think that's them. Um. Okay. Anyway, so Matt Gates and like a bunch of other people were like, we're not going to vote for you to become speaker unless you agree to these things. We're only when we vote on stuff, we're doing it one subject at a time. None of this big <laughs> omnibus shit that covers, a, you know, a trillion dollars worth of stuff. No more of that. And McCarthy's like, okay, that's fine. And then they were like, A, and you have to agree. If we want to kick you out of being Speaker, it only takes one member of Congress to bring that up. There's no vote, none of that. If one single person says you're out of here, then, I mean, they still had to vote on whether he was out of there or not. But normally they would have to bring up, like, I think that we should vacate the the Speaker's chair. And they'd be like, let's – Let's debate on it, whatever. But Matt Gates set it up to where he was just like, you're out. And they were like, all right, well, we're going to vote on if he's out or not. So he agreed to that. He agreed to, like, uh, putting certain people on different committees and stuff like that. And and he did do that. Um, I forget what other, what other things were on there. But the point is, like... He didn't do that. He tried passing this thing they call the continuing resolution. The way Congress is supposed to work is once a month, they're supposed to vote on how much money the government gets. But what they've been doing since like the mid 90s, like a year, instead of doing it 12 times, where it's for the whole two. I cover everything and a couple of them too saying like it's a terrible thing to do in emergencies or in certain situations but you can't just do it year after year after year and expect our debt to go down because everybody that got money last year wants the same amount of money this year or more most people want more So it just goes up every year. And the only way to stop it is to be like, hey, guy that's used to getting money from us. You can't have the money anymore. And then that guy hates you and nobody wants anybody to hate them. So they just keep passing stuff. But then also what it does is in the middle of a thousand page bill, they can throw in like, you know, and uh, ten million dollars goes to my friend Tim who works at the local public library, but it's going to be in Tim's name so he can divvy it up how he wants, but he should spend some of it on the library. And then Tim buys a $9 million house and he's like, no, no library's going good. Everything's fine. Yeah. That reminds me
0: of the fact that, um, who who was it? that just died. Feinstein. Diane Feinstein. She left like a hundred million dollar portfolio um, to her to her daughters. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I screenshotted it, all the shit that she had. I mean, it just illustrates how corrupt
1: these people are. Um, sure. I mean, their paycheck is, like, less than $100,000 a year, and they're making millions, and none of us are like, wait, what? Yeah. I mean, she left,
0: like, she had $70 million in cash in the bank, I can't find it, but she had 70 million in cash in the bank. She had a home in, uh, um, like, here it is right here. A public servant on a six-figure salary who was worth eight figures, remarkable. Here's what Feinstein left behind. A $60 million private jet, a $21 million home in San Francisco, a $7.4 million Washington, D.C. home, a $5 million Hawaii home, and $70 million in cash in the bank estimates report her income or her net worth was over 70 million. Um, That was her personal net worth. Wow. So yeah, insane. Um, And, and, and a lot of them are like that way, Pelosi's that way. And, you know, I suppose some of them could have come from family money, but if they did, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't just don't know why you would get into politics at all, unless you genuinely cared. Like I'm sure some of them do, but I bet they don't get very far. Um, but i bet most of them are just criminals and again we say this all the time but I, that's that's why we think they hate trump so much because he came along and was like you guys are corrupt as shit and you're stealing from the american people and i don't think it's right and they're like shut up dick mm-hmm. <laughs> you know
1: and and they hate him for it yeah they'll tell you what, be quiet we'll give you 20 million dollars and I don't need your fucking $20 million. Billions.
0: Yeah. You keep cutting out every now and again. And it's always like at a key moment.
1: So yeah, I know, man, I'm, I, it's me. If, if we're 20 minutes in, if you, I don't know if you want to, I guess what we could do if you want is we could stop this, save it and start another one with you running things. And both together we want to do four minutes from your end and you hear everything i'm saying we we might have
0: to because i heard enough of that to know what you said but it was all bad hello everybody welcome back to the uh truth again podcast episode 59 we had a little bit of a, a issue there but we're back and if you you might notice that i'm on the other side now because we had to uh start a couple things over but we're hoping that it all works out now and uh we're going to start our part two, so to speak with uh Trump video about him talking about electric cars and that'll, we'll be able to patch that back together with what we were talking about with climate change being a big crock of shit. And, uh, you know, if, if more and more people, you know, by 2030, even, especially in California, I don't know if it's nationwide, but they want to get rid of, uh, gas cars altogether. Um, But the problem with that is, first of all, we're not set up to do that. I don't even know if by 2030 we could be set up to do it. And if the electric grid goes down, which my little brother was always talking about how it very easily could, the way that it's just the way that it's set up, um, all of a sudden we're going to be in an age where no one can drive and no one can freaking write. (laughs) It's going to be a very weird time. I hope my kid doesn't grow up in a freaking Hunger Games society.
1: I mean, that's I don't know if it's quite Hunger Games style, but like that's the thing that they want. They want us to have cars that will only go 15 miles reliably. They want us to not leave the town that we live in. They don't want us. We don't need to travel like they'll bring food to us. We can order anything we want. That's what sucks about the the world government thing is like a lot of it's not. Terrible, in my opinion, like I would be happy to perform in front of thousands of people from my living room, you know, and still make the same money that I make without having to go anywhere. But I and I like ordering things. I like watching whatever I want on TV and that kind of stuff like it's none of that's terrible. It's just I want the, the right to be able to go outside. If I want to, I don't want a robot to stop me and be like, it's not your outside time right now. And I'm like, ah, shit. All right. Well, I don't want to get zapped by the robot again. So I better go back inside. Like that's what I fear, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I
0: don't know, man. I, there's certain things I just don't want to change. And if I had a time machine, I'd probably go back to like the fifties or something. Not because i why did it be ruling everything? <laughs> just I just think it was a simpler time. It just seemed like a simpler time like I love those movies that are like based in the fifties and like the you know the high school shenanigans and all that kind of shit. I love those movies. Mischief was one of my favorite movies growing up. It was just the innocence of it all and I don't know man i I, I just don't even kinda... know
1: what movie that is.
0: Oh, it's a great movie, or at least it was back then. Now I watch a lot of movies that I thought were great back then, and I'm like, this sucks. Why did I think this is great, you know? Um, But here's Donald Trump talking about uh, electric cars. This
2: lunatic is going to destroy. He's going to go all electric. Think about all electric. And I have no problem with electric. You should be able to buy an electric car. You should buy a a gas-fired car. You should buy a hybrid. You should buy whatever the hell you want. I mean, some people like electric. If you want to drive for 14 minutes to the candy store, electric is very good. But if you actually want to get into a car and drive for a few hours, you know, they're doing a couple of other ones with electric. They're going electric crazy. Uh, It doesn't work. Uh, They want all electric army tanks now. Think of this. So they want to have an army tank that's electric. You can't get it recharged. It doesn't go far enough. It doesn't go strong enough. But they want to have electric, so that we can we go into enemy territory. We will blast the shit out of everybody, but at least we will go in with environmentally nice equipment. Now, do you believe it) <laughs> Well, no, can you believe it? Then they wanna have then they wanna have our jet fighters, our jet fighters at our best way to go they can make a turn on the size of a dime. Bomb, bomb. They want to use fuel that's a little bit better for the environment. So that as we're attacking some country, trying to devastate some country because they've been bad to us. We go in, we're dropping bombs all over the place, but at least we're not leaving any environmental footprint. <laughs> These people are crazy. And the problem is, you know, I stopped it, because they came to see me, sir, we have a new fighter jet. We think it's environmentally friendly. I said, who cares if it's you're dropping bombs all over the place. You're shooting everybody. <laughs>
1: I like when he says, sir, when he's impress- impersonating his, like, people below him. And they were like, yeah. sir! We need we need electric airplanes. Yeah. Yeah, I think even the people who hate him have to
0: admit he's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, we, we kind of got sidetracked because of what we were, because of what happened with our computers, but uh, we didn't really finish the conversation about the Speaker of the House. Do you, Do you think that Trump will become speaker or do you think they'll end up putting somebody like Jim Jordan in there?
1: Honestly, I have no idea. Trump mentioned that he doesn't want to be speaker, but if that's, I forget how he said it exactly, but it was basically like, if they, if that's what they choose, then that's what I'll do. But I don't want to, I want to be president. I want to be out campaigning for president and whatnot, but it would definitely, if Trump, as Speaker of the House, would cause an uproar. Everybody would go nuts because then that sets in place. Speaker of the House is third in line to the president. So if the president dies or resigns or is found guilty of some terrible crimes or something like that, then the vice president becomes president. If both of them get tossed out at the exact same time, speaker of the house becomes president. So I feel like everybody that not even the people that hate Trump, everybody that doesn't love Trump would be like, I don't want him to be speaker. I'm scared. I don't know what, what you guys are trying to do, but no. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, he could still become president if he becomes
0: speaker. So
1: that's, I don't know.
0: I mean, it would have to be part of the plan. You would think if, if there is a plan, um, you would think that would have to be part of it.
1: Yeah. And if it, I mean, if it happens, that's crazy. Like that's definitely the craziest thing that's happened politically in forever. All this, uh, court shit he's got going on, like all of that's crazy, but him getting voted in as speaker of the house would be the craziest thing. Cause I don't even know. I know that it's not a rule that the speaker of the house has to be anything like it can just be a random guy off the street that doesn't have to be a member of Congress, but I don't know if that's ever, actually, I'm going to look, you talk for a second. Um Yeah, I think that there, uh, you know,
0: it'd be interesting to see what happens, you know, in one in one sense, I'm dreading the election and all that stuff. And on the other hand, I'm kind of from a sick standpoint looking forward to it just to see what shit they pull and to see if people still find a way to be like, well, that's just that's just how that's just how it worked out again. They're, mm-hmm. you know, like, pure like
1: coincidence.
0: yeah, pure coincidence like the like that reminds me of pure coincidence. There, there was some North Dakota senator who recently died, and I believe he was he was either a, well, I don't know if he was investigating it, the mRNA vaccine, but he was definitely a, a proponent of it or an opponent of it, I guess. And yeah. he, then he dies in a in a in a plane crash, and his wife and two children die also. Um, and it, it just was one of those things where it seemed very like the coincidence that are, that's have been stacked up in this country over people who, um, uh, investigate things. Or, um, there also reminds me of the fact that, you know, the, there's a lot of Twitter talk about Obama chef that he was writing a tell all book about the Obamas and they gave his, his laptop back to his family and it was completely wiped clean the hard drive. Um, And then I I got to reading about how there were three gay guys in his church in 2007 that died within six weeks of each other. One of them was like complications of AIDS, but the other two uh, were murdered within a month of each other in their own home, shot to death. And, you know, the rumor is that they both had, uh, they either were going to say something about the fact that Obama was gay. And even in 2007, that wasn't, uh, as cool it is as it is now, um, to come out as, um, and one of them supposedly was maybe having an affair with Obama and was going to say something, even his mom alluded to that in an article I read. So it's just, it's just, you know, these coincidences of people who, uh, want to out certain people, you know, namely the Clintons and Obamas, um, But, I mean, it's a fact. You can look it up. The people who died at his church that were openly gay and uh, just the coincidence of it all, like right before his first election in 2008, this was in like the very end of 2007 that both of these guys got shot to death in their apartment. Um, But it's just crazy. One of them is named Donald Young and the other one's name is, uh, what's his name? Uh, Something bland. But anyway, they were both shot to death. (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. within like three weeks of each other just crazy
1: yeah well i just imagine obama and his like assistants or whatever just sitting around and they're like all right is that all is that everybody and obama's like i'm pretty sure and then is like is he gets a text on his phone and he looks at it and he's like oh yeah and that bland guy (laughs) like i just remembered (laughs) i i fucked that guy too so yeah he's on the list also Oh, yeah. yeah, this is I mentioned this last week. First of all, uh, as far as Speaker of the House goes, there's uh, uh, the candidate does not have to be a member of the House of Representatives. But as of 2023, no person has ever been chosen as Speaker who was not a member of the House. So it's a it's not a rule that it has to be, but they've never picked anybody other than a member of the House of Representatives before. OK. But Um, I was thinking, uh, hold on, I want to, I want to, oh, wait, I don't even know if I can share my screen now, since you're, I'm going to try, hold on, full screen, go to StreamYard, Present, share screen. There, can you see that? Or can you, is there a thing at the bottom where you can click to make it pop up? This? Yep. All right, so this is from the movie Michael Clayton, and this is what I imagine happened to some of those church guys and probably Obama's chef and a whole bunch of other people Is is something similar to this. Come. Crazy, huh? Creepy.
0: Freaking yeah. creepy, man, to think about how easily it is for him to do that kind of shit, you know, especially, like, make someone look like they have a heart attack or whatever. Incidentally, mm-hmm. if you're listening on SoundCloud, uh, that's why you should be watching this on on Rockfin, um, because that was the kind of video that you're like, wait, what, what the hell's going on right now? Basically, they showed a guy getting um, the two guys that look like they obviously knew what they were doing and they made a guy look like he had a heart attack. And it, it's, I mean, think about how simple that would be for these guys. I mean, if, you know, if we were a bigger deal and they wanted to kill us for talking about some of the shit we talk about, it, it wouldn't be hard. I don't want to give them any ideas on how to do it, but
1: <laughs> oh, they've, they've got the ideas already, but, but that's yeah. an interesting thing now too, is that the, the FBI is, is trying harder to classify MAGA people, See, for a while there, they were just going after like white supremacists or white nationalists and that kind of stuff. And now they're stepping even further, and they're saying just MAGA people, all of them, they're they're a, a threat to our democracy. And which, to, logically, to me, I would think people would just be like, wait, people who want to make America great are a threat to America? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Well, the people that everybody that's not a ma- a MAGA person would be the, the bigger threat. And it's like, wait, you don't want to make America great. Like what's up with you? Why?
0: Yeah. Well, those are the people that they've convinced that we're all evil and, and want just whitey to get ahead and all that bullshit. Um, I wrote something.
1: Yeah. About I, I don't, I mean, I don't, i Skin color to me has never been as important as whether you're a dick or not. Yeah. What was I looking for? Yeah, I mean, that's just the, the
0: that's, you know, I think the people that are trying to appeal to now are all the people who don't um, pay any attention at all. You know, the kind of person I used to be, I just thought it was all bullshit and and it still largely is, but it, not for the reasons I thought it was you know? Yeah. Um,
1: Well, uh, do you want to go ahead? I
0: was just, I was just going to say they appeal to the people also who are very beholden to window dressing. Like how does things look as opposed to how they actually are? Uh, What is it that you wanted to say?
1: Uh, We've got three things here that we're all from the same thread that are guys talking about uh, like not the world ending, but just like what could happen in the next couple of years and then there's a cool thing of Trump talking that uh, I think we've played before but it's still a good one it's one of the most famous uh, like Q referenced things Um, so we'll watch it last but first this is a short one here oh yeah I keep forgetting that you have to play these so you can play that one or yeah play that one Okay.
2: I'm telling you there is a black swan event coming I don't know if we're going to war with Putin. Another coronavirus is going to come out uh, that is not curable. I don't know uh, uh, whether the Federal Reserve is going to finally implode. I don't know what it is, but it's coming.
1: That was the short one. And here's, uh, this is, uh, oh, what's this guy's name? Colonel Douglas McGregor uh, that was on the uh, whatever that guy's name is show the other day. And he's talking about all this stuff, too he does talks a little longer and gets a little more detailed. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. He brought up
0: something about the federal reserve and night. I think I brought this up before, but 1914, 1913 is when the United States was essentially sold to the federal reserve. And 1914 was the first world war. And ever since then, there's been a war somewhere in the world. Basically, every year since on somewhere, at least every few years. Um, And I know I've brought that up before, but it it bears repeating because it's, it's part of how they are so rich, you know, and they want this to be a one world government and all that stuff. And that's what they've been trying to do for a long time. It's the plan's been in, in the works for a
1: long time. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, in the, have you seen the movie Dune? Uh, It's been a long time. The the newer one that came out recently is really well done. I I was watching it again last night, and uh, there's like I'm not going to get into all the names and political shit, but there's like a witch uh, group of of witch bitches that like uh, <laughs> that uh, that are controlling politics and and those kind of things. And and this one lady's like, but what about my son? And the lady's like it doesn't, that doesn't matter to me. Like we plan these things sent in centuries, not in generations or something along those lines. And that, that line kind of stuck with me where it's like, you know, in 1790 or when was the thing? 1787. When was the declaration of independence around then sometime? Uh, 1776 is when they 76. There we go. So I can totally see, a group of rich dudes getting together in 1778 and being like, all right, listen, by the year 2000, we will have 90% control. And these guys are sitting around in their powdered wigs and shit being like the year 2000, like what the fuck good does that do me? And the guy's like, you're not important in this. What's important is that our bloodlines have control of the whole world in 500 years or whatever. So just play play your part do your thing you know
0: yeah yeah um very feasible here let's watch this the
3: 2024 election i think things are going to implode in washington before then i think our economic financial condition is fragile it's going to come home to roost in ugly ways i I will tell you i don't know exactly how it will happen I think we're going to end up in a situation where we find out the banks are closed for two or three weeks and nobody can get into them. You think so? I think we're going to end, run into something like that, yeah. I also think that the levels of violence and criminality in our cities is so high that it, it's going to spill over into other places in society. People that normally think they can live remote from the problem are now beginning to be touched by the problem. Then I look at this thing in Ukraine. I think Ukraine is going to lose catastrophically. It's going to be a complete collapse. And that, too, is going to have an effect here at home because people are going to say, well, wait a minute. Everybody told us Ukraine was winning. Everybody told us X, Y, and Z. I mean, it's sort of the, the Russian hoax on steroids. All of those things are going to come together or converge in some way that's going to prevent us from reaching you know, the status quo, oh, another election, oh, another set of campaigns, and so forth. So what you're saying to me is eminently plausible because I don't think Biden will make it through the year. I think he'll be gone. And I think everybody knows that this person, uh, Kamala Harris, lacks the ability under any circumstances to be president of the United States.
0: When you say gone, you mean passing away because of his age or merely being incapable and finally being... What is that? What do they call it? A 25th Amendment or whatever it is? Shuffled off
3: the stage, I think. They'll I save face though. They'll do it in a way to save face. Exactly. I th- I think That's what Patrick, you're speaking yeah. of, right? Yeah. yeah, I think what Patrick wrote is accurate. Something like that will happen. And then the, the, the search begins and Newsom is the logical candidate for them. He's presiding over California, which is their poster child for the future of America. If you want to know what the Democrats want America to become, look at California. How deeply in debt is California? What's the state of affairs in that, in that country of its own? It's a catastrophe. Everyone who can leave that has any talent, ability, or understanding is leaving. Businesses are leaving. No one wants to be there. So what are you going to end up with? A very small minority of very wealthy people and millions of poor people, most of whom don't even, don't even consider themselves to be Americans. So that's, that's the dream world for the left, California. Yeah, I don't think we'll tolerate that. So I don't think it'll ever get that far on the national level. Now, I could be wrong, but I don't think we're that complacent. I also know that you get revolutionary change when people can't eat, when the supply chains break down and you can't deliver food, when they can't afford to buy the food, when they can't afford to buy the gasoline. These things are the catalysts for real change. And everyone's betting that the left in charge in Washington can keep all of this going without – any interruption. Maybe they're right. I don't think so.
1: Yep. Huh. All that's interesting. Yeah. That's why you got to get your ass out of California or stay there and, and make it good or whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, without getting into all of the reasons right now, um, there's a lot of reasons I'd like to stay here. You know, the weather being a huge one, but um, mm-hmm. we, we own a house here and Um, I mean, if we sold it right now, we would make a fair amount of money off it. And, um, my wife's grandparents are down the street and, you know, there's a lot of reasons I I don't want to leave. And the more people I talk to, the more people I realize that we're all just like pawns in this, you know, the most people aren't down with any of the stuff going on or they're just ignorant to it, but no one thinks like the stuff that, that, that Newsom is down for, Uh, makes any sense um i don't know a good example
1: of that is is watching the videos of people in new york city uh, out on the streets protesting or screaming at uh at community meetings and stuff like that and the mayor being like look you know like we we've got all these people coming in like for a while there it was everybody was like come on in we're a sanctuary city and then after people started actually coming they're like all right that's enough And then more people kept coming. And then the city is saying stuff like, if you own a hotel, like, why don't you throw some of those empty rooms our direction? And now it's getting to the point where they're like, if you have an extra room in your house, like, you should consider letting one of these people, one of these strangers that don't speak your language, let them live with you and your kids. Won't that be fun? That's what I think that's the biggest thing about all of this immigration. I can remember. Being 10 years old or something like that and and watching videos of of immigrants taking their citizenship test and being so proud and their families proud of them and everything. And they're like, I'm excited to be an American, you know, baseball, Christmas, like do American shit. And now it's like, no, we're just letting all of these people come here and just do what they would do in their own country and not become American, not become assimilated Uh, And I don't like that. I don't think that I I feel like if you want to live in America, you should have to abide by certain not rules, but just sort of like accepted norms of America. And one of those is speak English uh, or at least speak enough English to be able to communicate with a, a police officer or a stranger or somebody in trouble, you know if you're walking down the street and somebody comes up to you and starts shouting in a foreign language that you don't speak, there's nothing you can do to help that person or communicate with them. Like it's in all of our, I compare it to money, you know, like you can't just go to Walmart with pesos and just give them to the cashier and expect her to be like, yep, this is normal. You know, like you got to get dollars, you got to speak English. Like you got to like certain Religions, certain cultures are uh, way more degrading to women than we are Uh, a lot of the muslim stuff i don't know all the details but you know like it's pretty historically well known that a lot of the people that live in the middle east the women are not getting uh, as good of a life as they might get here and i you know if you bring your middle eastern family to america then that that lady has the same rights as a white lady that lives here. Now you don't get to keep her at home and beat the shit out of her and do all the normal things that you would do if you were in your own country. Cause now you live here, you know, it's stuff like that. Like I'm fine. Like let immigrants come and live here, but come here to become American. Don't come here to make America, whatever your home country is.
0: Well, at some point, you know, these cities that like Philadelphia and a lot of places in L.A. and New York and all that, the people are going to have to rise up, so to speak, not violently, but like, you know, the, the majority cannot continue to be silent. And, you know, even the even the polls, which are probably fake, show that that Trump is leading Biden by 10 to 20 points, which is a is big in political terms but the fact that it's only that if it's only that it's probably way more because like i said the polls are all corrupt but um i think the vast majority of, of americans
1: um aren't down with any of this crap no well and a lot of it's just our education you know like uh i saw a thing on twitter uh hold on i'm pulling it up now it they they did a poll they asked a bunch of people it doesn't say how many people they asked but they said how many unarmed black men were killed by police in 2021 and the uh the choices were about 10 about 100 about 1000 about 10,000 or more than 10,000 and as far as liberals go like what 40 50 60 70 80 something percent thought that it was uh, about a hundred or more um as far as super conservative people about 50 percent thought that it was a hundred or more um on liberals 28 30, 40, almost 40 percent of liberals think that a uh, thousand or more black men are killed by police per year Uh, The real answer in 2011 or in 2021 was 11, 11 black men got uh, unarmed black men got killed by police, but it's just that sort of thinking that makes everything compound. You know, people are just like, man, black people are just getting killed by police left and right every day all over the place. And it's like, no, I mean, it happens and it's super sad when it, when it does happen, but. It's not right. as bad as they're letting you think that it is. And it's not that they're these people are just misinformed. It's that the news and the politicians and whatnot, they're letting people think this because of the stories that they put out. And, and it's the same with, uh, you know, coronavirus deaths or abortion numbers or things like that. Like they can finagle the numbers any way they want to make it seem better or worse than it is. But I guess that's – I don't know. Again, I go back to Twitter, and that's like – that's the beauty of Twitter and community notes and that kind of stuff is that it's almost within an hour or two of somebody posting something that's bullshit, there's a community note under it saying, well, actually, this is the case. And then that gets more views than the tweet itself, you know?
0: Yeah. I don't go on Twitter a whole lot anymore just because it kind of depresses me. But – and and some of the stuff –
1: It depends who you're following, and it's depressing to you because you're under the For You tab. So that's Twitter telling you what it thinks that you want to see. If you just click on the Following tab, it'll only show you chronologically people that you're following, and that's basically what I look at 90% of the time when I'm on Twitter. You just got to follow cool people.
0: What is it you do? You go to your followers?
1: No, you just go to the main Twitter timeline and then at the top, you'll see it says for you. And then next to it, it says following.
0: Okay. Well, mine's, on, mine's on following. Um, I, guess, I guess it's depressing to me. <laughs> I, guess, I guess it's depressing to me just because, you know, there's so much stuff out there that you see um, that you, you know that a lot of Americans who need to see it are not seeing. You know, that, that to me is the most frustrating thing. Like we live in this time where you got access to anything you want but you only see what, you know, you're following, you know. So there's people that are on the left that still believe all these crazy things, at least in my eyes, are crazy. Um, Mm -hmm. But they, again, they think I'm crazy, you know. And I've said this before, but it's, it's it's, it's kind of depressing to go to those Facebook memories and, like, scroll to the very bottom of who liked my post or whatever and be like, wow, that guy unfriended me too. Like, holy shit. I thought we liked each other, you know, but they don't.
1: I've had a few of those recently. I, I had, I have an app for Twitter that tells me who unfollowed me and it still works with Twitter. I had the same thing for Facebook and Instagram, but somewhere along the line, Facebook stopped doing it. So I opened the app one day and it was like error, like you're not allowed to do this anymore. So it's partly good and partly kind of upsets me because I want to know who unfollows me when I see people unfollow me. And I was watching a comedian that I've worked with several times. We did a comedy festival together years ago. I've been following him for years. He's been following me for years. And I liked one of his videos today. And then I was like, I'm going to just check. And I clicked on his thing and motherfuckers not following me anymore. I don't know huh. when it stopped, you know, because it doesn't tell me anymore. But eh, I don't know. I, and I never know what specific thing I did to make these people be like, all right, that's enough. That's the last straw. I think I think the majority of it is just people who find out that you support Trump
0: on any level. Then they're like they're like oh, I didn't know you were a racist piece of shit because they're still they're they're the people that just they're such casual observers of it that they don't know that that's not true at all. Um, Right.
1: Well, and I I read an interesting thing today. There was I forget the guy's name, but there's video that's been floating around Twitter of a dude getting stabbed to death by a black dude. Do you know the story I'm talking about? Uh,
0: I see him all the time, actually. All right.
1: Well, this particular one, this uh, whatever this guy's name was, it was him and his girlfriend. And this guy's like a super Trump is terrible. Like we have to help the poor black people because they can't help help themselves sort of attitude. And there was some crazy black dude running down the street, screaming at people and messing with stuff or whatever. And and stupidly, the dude was like, hey, hey, come on, man. And the dude f- turned around and just ran back to him and stabbed him a couple times. And dude laid on the ground and they blurted all out. But but anyway, so his girlfriend is there the whole time and she's watching it and she's doing a little one of these to the guy before he runs off. And so then the police come and they're like, what what the guy look like? And the girl was like, I, I refuse to say, and they're like, was it a black guy? And they're, she's like, I, I don't want to be involved. Like she won't even admit that the guy who murdered her boyfriend was black because in her eyes, like, you know, he's, he's not smart enough to know any better. So I, it, it would only hurt his life for me to turn him in for this. You know, it's that attitude where it's like, like I don't care what you are. I don't care what size or or color or or sex or anything. Like, don't be a piece of shit. If you're a piece of shit, you don't get to participate in this thing. And if yeah. you're not, then you do. It doesn't matter, you know.
0: Yeah, that's so. It's it's so stupid. It, it's 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 common sense, you know. Like if you don't want your kid to be racist, you just. You just don't treat people any different, no matter what color they are. We've talked about this a zillion times. But um, if
1: you do want your kid to be racist, then what you do is you teach him that that black kid in his class is, is less than him. That we used to own people like that, and now we don't anymore. Now we have to be extra nice to people like that. And all that does is put in the kid's head, like, all right, that guy's different than, than these guys. So what, uh, how does that help anybody? Yeah. Like it, it's like, I mean if anything it's going to make the kid be like, "Oh man, hey, sorry. Is there anything I can get for you? Do you need anything?" I like how there's one s- spot of sunshine on my nose depending <laughs> on how I move. But anyway, like that it doesn't help anybody. Everybody needs to be equal until yeah. proven otherwise.
0: Yeah, my my wife and I never no matter who we're talking about, you know, whether it's somebody in my kid's class or a parent or in somebody we know we never mention their skin color or anything like that we just we just treat people we treat everybody the same as best we can and we never mention skin color or any of that stuff so then my kid hopefully is just going to be raised to be like, that's a person. They don't even think about them like that. Like some people are darker than others and some people have different eyes and that kind of shit. And I think that's the best way to combat racism. You don't go around going, you have white privilege, so you need to be nicer because he's, he's not as smart as you, you
1: know, like that's low key racism. Whether you realize it or not. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same as the, the video we showed of the, the teacher doing the blue eyes and, brown eyes thing it would be the same if you did it with hair color or height or anything else like it's it's a a, whatever the overarching term for racist is it's like uh you know what i'm trying to say yeah
0: yeah and i think anybody listening knows what we're trying to say we we talked about a lot um
1: all right so we can we can uh i don't know if i want to have trump talking first or show this uh Dinesh D'Souza trailer have you Do you know who Dinesh D'Souza is yeah
0: he's the guy that did 2000 mules he's the guy that basically laid it out for people how they stole the election or at least a big part of how they did it it's gonna be so interesting to see if it if it comes down to a normal uh, election um it's gonna be very interesting to see how they cheat but I don't even think I I agree with that guy and I've said this before, but I think that there's not going to be an election in 2024. They're going to come up with some reason to delay it or out and out, right? Not have one or something.
1: Well, I mean, if you think like Trump getting charged with felonies and shit, got people excited. Nothing would get people more excited than one of our elections being canceled. They didn't cancel elections during the Civil War or any of the world wars or any of that stuff. Like we've never canceled an election before they tried. They they put the idea out there earlier in the year when they talked about Ukraine canceling their elections and nobody really cared too much. But that that idea is floating around out there. I mean, if you want to see people go nuts and take to the streets, tell them that after a year of them trying to get Trump off the ballot, if none of that works, and then they're like, all right, just cancel it. Biden stays president. People are would go nuts, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I, and I don't know if they can just outright cancel the election, but they're going to do something. There's no way this just goes off as a normal thing. I don't think. Maybe it will, but I I like I told my wife yeah, before the but la- last election, I was like, "They are not going to let that man win," and I, I just do not see, barring like the military stepping in or something, I don't see it going off like a normal election and we us waking up on November seventh or whenever it is and then being like, "Yeah, Trump won, he's going to be our president again." I just I don't see the powers yeah, of be letting that happen.
1: Nope, I don't either. But I I. I think things are crazy already. I think things are going to get even crazier. It's like uh, Dan Bongino was talking about how Rudy Giuliani ran for mayor. I, I don't remember the year, but like way back when, when things were starting to get bad in New York and he lost the first time around. And according to Bongino, it's because things weren't bad enough yet. Like things have to get, Really bad. It's like the that Q quote and from the Keanu Reeves movie or whatever, like, only when we're at the precipice do people find the will to change. So people are still living in California, living in New York City, and being like, eh, it's not that bad. Like, yeah, it's worse than it was, but it's not as bad as it could get. So I'm not changing any of my behaviors or or anything yet. But according to Bongino and a lot of other people, like, this is just the beginning. Like, you think gas going up a dollar is is strenuous? Like, wait till it goes up five more dollars. Like, what is that going to be like? What's it going to be like when a gallon of milk costs $10? When you got to spend $1,000 to buy what you would have spent $150 on in groceries a year or two ago? You know? Like, that's... People are already... I'm one of them. I've maxed out their credit cards and shit. My cards are maxed. They're cut up and I'm paying them off. But uh, that didn't stop me from just any time, basically since COVID started. Anytime I needed anything, I'm like, all right, well, I'll throw it on the credit card and I'll pay it off next time I have a good weekend somewhere. And then by the time a good weekend rolls around, then I'm several grand in debt. And I'm like, well, I can't spend this two grand that I made from comedy on debt, I got to use it to survive. And yeah, I'm just getting farther and farther behind. You know, luckily I got that week with Kevin Nealon last week and I sold like a hundred shirts. So I got all of my past due bills for the month of August and the month of September that were not past due yet, but just due. I got all that shit paid. So now we're back in October and yeah. Starting I, I mean- over fresh.
0: And that's great, but it's it's still bullshit that you have to spend all that money to pay off these ridiculous interest rates and everything else um, because of the Federal Reserve. Um, and, and inflation is going through the roof, man. Now, if we go to dinner, a dinner that would have cost us 30 or 40 bucks is now costing like 80 or 90 for a very basic two salad, two entree or splitting an entree dinner, It'd be 50 or 60 bucks. Uh, we were just in Vegas and I got, I got a, a small scoop of ice cream for me and, and my wife. And it was $18 for two, you know, they don't have the prices up there. And I knew it was going to be ridiculous. But then when the girl's like 1730, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like <laughs> it, it, it's just the smallest c- scoop of ice cream I've ever seen. Um, and it was at a Briars place, but still I was like, man, it's our anniversary. I'd like to get my wife a scoop of ice cream, but I didn't know I was going to have to take out a loan for this shit.
1: Yep. Everything's getting crazy. And it, yep. uh, as as a guy who 75% of my income comes from me selling merchandise to audience members after the show, that's like the first thing that people stop buying, you know, are are those little extras and stuff. They're like, now nah, we came to the show, we got our drinks, we don't have enough for anything else. This last weekend was an exception because it was Kevin Nealon. It was sold out every show and and his audience is not young pieces of shit like me. They're like 50 and 60 year olds. A lot of them are, you know. So at least I, enough people had money that I sold a bunch of shirts. But that's definitely not the case at most shows that I do nowadays. I've heard the word inflation from audience members in the last year more than I have in my whole life. You know, I'm just like, hey, they're like, you were really funny. And I'm like, thanks. Thanks for coming. Buy a shirt if you want. And they're like, oh, man, can't afford it. You know, inflation. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, I get it.
0: Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what the deal is lately, but I've I've actually been doing pretty well on merchandise. And I I don't know why. I think we talked about this before, but I think people might also be too like, you know, it's all going to shit and I'm never going to pay these cards off. So here, put it on this. It could be. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I I,
1: I joke about that on stage because I'm like, if you're rich, then you could swipe a thousand dollars and not even think about it. And if you're let's say you're about to go bankrupt, like, let's just max that shit out, dude. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's going to disappear. Just help me. And, you know, sometimes I'll get people every once in a while that I'm like, you want a shirt? And they're like, nope. And they'll just hand me their card and be like, swipe it for 50 bucks. And I'll be like, oh, man take a shirt and they're like I don't want one I don't wear t-shirts but you were great and I'm like okay
0: yeah yeah a guy gave me a hundred bucks not too long ago at a show that was awesome I mean it's been about a year actually because I was in Tulsa and I haven't been there in a while but the guy was like I don't want a shirt and I was like dude you gotta take a shirt you can't just give me a hundred dollars but he did
1: right awesome, you know Yep. I had a guy, it was, he was there for his birthday with his family and stuff. And he was like, all right, I need three mediums, four larges dude, bought like 12 shirts from me. I was like, God, man, I feel bad. That's like $300 or something ridiculous. And he was like, swipe it. So it was actually pretty awesome. But still, I mean, I, I, I feel bad because I know how much they cost me, but that's the same with anything that people sell. You know, like you try to make your profit.
0: Yeah, um, We right. probably need so, to wrap anyway, it up pretty we, quick, but we've got, what, two videos left?
1: Uh, yeah, they're a little longer, so we might only get to one. Let's show this trailer for this Dinesh movie. It's coming out later this month. Um, it's called, like, Police State or something like that. He made it with Dan Bongino, and it's all, if you hate us and Bongino, you're going to hate every fucking person in this movie, But um, but it looks interesting, and all right, let's just check it out. Oh wait, yeah, you gotta play it.
0: And anyone who hates us is not watching this far now, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so we we can watch both of them. We'll just wrap it up after that. All right. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism
2: that threatens the very foundations of our republic.
1: Government told American citizens they couldn't go to church on Sunday.
2: I've never seen anything like it. It may be the Russia other people grew up in, but not my America.
0: FBI war, come to the door now!
2: There's a heavy banging at my door. Open up! It's 15 marked units on my property. I got SWAT in
1: the back of my house. It took a battering ram to my door. No!
2: 6 a.m. I hear boom, boom, boom. And hear about six to eight military style Soldiers, with the tallest one of them pointing an automatic rifle at my head. FBI,
0: we have an arrest warrant! Shock you out of sleep, drag you out of your house, have clothes, refuse to give you a warrant, ransack your house.
3: Now I'm facing 15 years in federal prison for doing nothing other than
0: exercising my right to free speech.
2: I had no reason to be attacked.
0: I hope that you remember Matt's name and the role you played in killing him. How did we give the state this kind of power? 9-11 changed everything. We're going
3: to expand the bureau from law enforcement to domestic intelligence. Legal shackles are now off.
1: It used to be Islamic terrorism. That threat has kind of dissipated. Our focus is shifting. They're moving to domestic extremists. really paints anybody who's right of center. What we need is a person to look at and then we go find out what crime you did. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, they define you as radical. The demand for domestic terrorism vastly outstrips the supply. When candidate Trump came down the escalators, the government had a meltdown.
2: We are going to drain the swamp. We'll see about that. You take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you.
0: The Patriot Act and FISA were used against
1: Donald Trump. Google literally rewrote their news algorithm based upon what Trump was doing so that they could get this guy. You just take out the word Russiagate and you put in COVID origins. You take out COVID origins and you put in Hunter Biden's laptop. You take that out and you put in January 6th. It's the replicated play from the deep state and their partners in the media.
2: They're not just deplatforming you. They are trying to throw people in
0: prison.
1: If they're coming for me, they're coming for you. Hands on your head!
2: These are anti-government. We have freedom of religion and freedom of speech!
3: Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. We can do anything we want.
2: Police State. Exclusively in theaters October 23rd and 25th. Tickets sold only on policestatefilm.net.
1: Eh? Yeah,
0: I mean, it looks like a great movie, but it's unfortunate that it's becoming so true to life, you know?
1: Yeah, like it's, I I mean, I'm legit scared every once in a while that I'm going to get a bang at the door, and I'm still, I live in, uh, I I probably shouldn't say this, it's probably not going to help me at all, but I smoke pot occasionally still, and I live in Kansas, so it's like if they busted my door down, they would at least have me on that, you know? Yeah. So then they could they could post a news article or something that's like far right extremist Mike Baldwin arrested this morning on drug charges.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the the closer I get to God, the the more I feel OK about things and I'm not near as scared, so to speak. But I, I I'd still hold out hope that things are going to turn around and and. And we're not gonna have to deal with the stuff that we're the most scared of. But I also don't know. You know, um, that's part of why I'm trying to get so close to God, man. The 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 more I feel secure in that, the more I'm okay with everything. Um, but yeah, we'll see, dude. It's uh, it's. I want to see that, and at the same time, it's gonna scare the shit out of me. Like maybe we should just stop doing this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right,
0: but we can't stop right. doing it, you know, because if everyone stops, then that's that's how they win, and that's how we do end up living in one of those futuristic movies where they control every freaking thing, and they already kind of do yeah. anyway.
1: Well, and and I've thought, you know, I mean, if if my part in this whole thing is to wrongfully sit in jail, then that's my part, you know. Like, yeah, it'll uh, it it'll work itself out eventually. And if anything, like I'd probably quit smoking cigarettes. I'd probably get in shape and stuff like it wouldn't be all bad. Yeah.
0: Um, I forgot what I was going to say, but it was going to be brilliant. Um,
1: it's going to bring everything together and open everyone's eyes. <laughs> well, we've got this one video left. We can play it. It's a uh, Trump talking. We can end on that or we can just end whatever you want.
0: Well, we'll, we'll watch it. And then, uh, um, and then we'll probably talk about it in a minute, but then we'll wrap
1: it, it up. It cuts off the first word, but Trump is saying uh, our movement is, and and then it goes. So just keep that. Yeah, and
0: I, I think we've played this before, but it's been a while, and people need um kind of a refresher course on
1: on it. And... Plus, every six months, there's a, a sentence in this that didn't make sense six months ago that now I can look at it and be like, huh, maybe there is a plan. Maybe they saw all of this coming the entire time and they were ready for all of it. Dude, it seems like they had to have. And
0: I know I always go back to nine which is something I want to start doing on this podcast is just bringing up one thing about nine that people didn't know because there's so much, even though we talked about it a lot for two weeks in a row, there's still so much that people don't know. Like I, I was watching that interview with David Icke again. He was talking about how there's a code that every pilot knows. And if they get, it's a simple like two to four digit code. And anytime a plane is hijacked, they, they punch it in immediately. It's like drilled into them. This is what you do. If a plane is hijacked, none of those planes did that. And all of those planes, the guys that were flying it were all like had military backgrounds. They weren't just like these pussies, you know, that couldn't defend themselves. Um, and we're supposed to believe that they all their planes were just taken over and um, 9-11 was bullshit. So anyway, it's my favorite topic, but it did change everything. That's something that guy said a minute ago reminded me of that. Um, that's when everything changed. That's when they slowly started being able to go through our bags and, and the Patriot Act and all that stuff, spy on us um that's when it all started and people were okay with it because they thought well we have to do this to protect it you know and now it's just second nature people don't even think about the fact that they go through our shit and and all the things that they that they do under the guise of protecting us and it's not to protect us so anyway here's donald yeah, I can trump just, i
1: i can just imagine like 10 years from now like You walk into the bank and you just have to be completely naked and bend over and show them your asshole and they're like all right thank you mr baldwin come on in yeah yeah and it's just normal to us yeah
0: anyway i don't don't want to live in that world here we go me neither
2: a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you the american people the washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation, and this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests, rigging the system, and our system is rigged this is reality you know it they know it i know it and pretty much the whole world knows it the clinton machine is at the center of this power structure we've seen this firsthand in the wikileaks documents in which hillary clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of u.s sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers her special interest friends and her donors honestly she should be locked up the most powerful weapon deployed by the clintons is the corporate media the press let's be clear on one thing the corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism They're a political special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, 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 and then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever is necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented. And the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine I'm doing this for the people and for the movement. And we will take back this country for you and we will make America great again.
1: Correct.
0: (laughs) Correct. Yeah, I get so upset with people who think it's uh, just politics as usual and people who think that Uh, that's all bullshit. And they're, they're a criminal organization is what they are. That's essentially what our government is and probably has been for a long, long time. And, and it's finally being exposed and watching him, you know, it it re-ups my hope, so to speak, um, that this is not, that it is that, that they're, they, they do have a plan. And sometimes we get impatient and wish that it would just be like, just do it already. But I, I I don't understand all of it. I can't pretend to know all of it, but, um,
1: if anybody I, did understand the entire plan, then the bad guys would know the entire plan too. That's what yeah. I tell myself when I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going on, but I know that this has got to be part of something because this stuff like this doesn't just happen.
0: Yeah. So it's going to be interesting, uh, to see what happens to say the least. And, and, uh, We'll see, we'll see, but we're going to keep on doing this. We might have to do it twice a week now that my son goes to school twice a week and I've got a little more free time than I did uh, previously, but uh we'll figure it out. Um
1: yeah, I would be down for that as long as uh I if we can do more talking and less video, then that gives me less that I have to dick with before we start talking, you know. Yeah.
0: Okay. I feel like well, me
1: and you between the two of us we can wing it yeah um we'll we'll talk about
0: it when we when we end this recording and and uh figure it out a little bit, but God bless all of you Ed. for tuning in. We appreciate you,
1: yeah, thanks for watching the long show. Hopefully, next week, my internet's gonna be a o k
0: yeah we'll get get some stuff figured out. We were only a year into this, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> wait, how do I connect to the internet? I should have researched this before we started doing a podcast yeah Yeah, it's
0: fine yeah well we're much better at stand-up than we are technical shit but um that's the world we live in and we'll we'll get it all figured out eventually so we appreciate you guys we love you and uh thanks for tuning in um go to our go to our stuff and follow us our venmo's scrolling across the bottom of there if you just want to send us money for for being the awesome podcasters we are
1: yep Send me yeah. bail money, preemptive bail money that I will definitely need at some point, probably. Yeah. All right, everybody. All your money. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye.